0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 754 with a review of May-December. I'm Chris Jerishnaise.
1: And I'm Stephen Miller.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you, and sometimes a streaming platform near you, as we are here to talk about um, May-December, which is actually streaming now on Netflix. Now, Stephen... This is a film that you actually caught at Cannes um, when you were there Mm -hmm. and uh, it's finally available for everybody else to watch. Did you rewatch it or are you just going in with your Cannes memories for this?
1: I, uh, as you mentioned, I saw it way back in May when it premiered at Cannes and now it is December and I'm finally going to try to talk about it. Um, (laughs) I did not rewatch this movie. I have planned on rewatching it and Maybe especially depending on how our review goes, I will be even more motivated to give it a rewatch. But as of now, I'm going by memory from seven months ago, (laughs) I guess, from seeing it. Uh, And not only seven months, um, but little history lesson. This premiered the same night as a little movie called Killers of the Flower Moon premiered. Um, (laughs) So this came on right after Killers of the Flower Moon at like an 11 p.m. screening. Uh, So that was a long day. That was a long day in Cannes. I imagine so. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to need you to do most of the plot related talking here. I remember how I felt about it very well. And I think details will come to me as we talk through it. But um, yeah, May was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, having just watched this film last night um, before we came here to record, um, I will say that this definitely feels like uh, remembering how you felt about it is a big part of this film. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. a film that's definitely whatever it is doing, it is expecting you to think about that as opposed to maybe the whole thing all at once. Like there's there's definitely yeah. a journey it takes you on you're probably going to enter it. Well, I guess you maybe entered it differently since you probably knew nothing about it. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. some people will sit down to watch this film, enter it with their idea of what they're going to see, and then the film will either, you know, help them along that idea or maybe might introduce other thoughts (laughs) into their head.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is kind of the perfect movie for me to be looking at a thing that happened a long time ago and wondering if what I remember feeling about it is actually how I felt about it. Uh, Thematically, it seems (laughs) pretty perfect
0: yeah all right well what do you say we get into it steven let's do it all right let's take a listen to the trailer for may december and then come back and give everyone a review
1: how do you choose your roles
0: i want to find a character that's difficult to on the surface understand were they born or were they made
1: it's such a pleasure to meet you you are so sweet we're so happy to have you thank you for doing this it's so generous oh, well i want you to tell a story right don't i we're taller you look
0: taller on television but we're basically the same size we're basically the same feels like things just settled down and now y'all are making a movie it's a very complex and human story i think it's hard to trust that you're gonna represent gracie as she was i'm gonna try Do you remember when you first met? You came to the pet store looking for a job. It was summer after sixth grade? Seventh.
1: Why do you want to play me? When they sent me the script, I thought, here is a woman with a lot more to
0: her than I remember from the tabloid.
1: What would make a
0: 36-year-old woman have an affair with a seventh grader?
1: People, they, like, see me as a victim wanted I already have
0: an idea of what it must have felt like. What? Sneaking around with you.
1: I probably shouldn't have said that.
0: Why would you want to play someone who you think is a bad person? It's the moral gray areas that are interesting.
1: She's getting on my last nerve.
0: She's everywhere I look.
1: Can we talk about it? If we're really as in love as we say we are.
0: Insecure people are very dangerous, aren't they? like that one of the one of the quotes is it's a booby trap of a film which seems funny in context (laughs) (laughs) yep all right so that was the trailer for may december um it is basically a film about a actress who is coming to meet with a couple who 20 years ago had a big old scandal about them as um it was a older woman who was a teacher who engaged in a relationship with a 7th grader. And uh, this is sort of dissecting that relationship 20 years later and uh, interviewing kind of the people around to figure out, uh, I don't know, to to maybe potentially make you think more than you would think just from the tabloid headlines. Stephen Miller, what did you think? So many months ago, of May December. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it, it, this is where it's important to stress that at Cannes, at least, there was no trailer for this movie, or really any movie that premieres there, and the only summary was something very ambiguous. It was something like a a young actress, Natalie Portman, comes to visit the home of a middle aged woman, Julianne Moore to study her in preparation for a new movie. That was it. That, that was like the whole description. It was like a persona type thing. I'm I'm going to study you, and you imagined it was going to be like, over time, the actress is going to inhabit more and more of the real person, and this might be some kind of drama about that. Um, which means the fact that this was a movie about a woman who had sex with a 13-year-old and then ultimately married him was not revealed at all leading up to this movie like like that was not even hinted at in any of the material um i had this experience with tanya harding too where there's certain stuff in the 90s that i was just a little too young to have known about or caught the reference so mary Kay letourneau is not someone i had ever heard of before I, i did not while watching this movie recognize it as a reference to a real life thing um until later when I Googled and then found out that this was a like very salacious story that um, many people watching probably were aware of and comparing it to. So like when I watched this movie, I thought I was watching a totally like straight-laced drama, Natalie Portland, uh, Julianne Moore, Buckle Up. And I forget when I realized... what the actual story was as natalie portman was at a barbecue that gracie is hosting and she's talking to her and her family and her friends and i I just remember it took a while for like the math in my head to start to add up to be like oh my god this is a a very disconcerting relationship (laughs) that i'm watching Um, i mean mean,
0: you you definitely think that either the guy is older than he looks (laughs) Or, or, or sorry, is younger than he looks, or Julianne Moore is older than she looks in the context Mm. of the barbecue. I assume it's when Natalie Portman goes to interview her ex husband. Um, Right. I I assume that that scene is shot for brand new audiences, the way a certain scene in the movie Mass is shot, where that
1: line is supposed to hit you like a sudden shocker. Yes. Um, And it 100% did. Yes. that, That is the exact moment. You're right. Um. But the other thing I wasn't prepared for when watching it is I my Todd Haynes uh, familiarity is not that high. I've seen Carol. We saw Dark Waters, but I have not seen most of the films he is known for. And I've since come to learn that he's kind of known for doing a high camp type of thing. Um I received Carol as a pure emotional drama that made me weepy right like that's what yeah. I see him as and so I was not prepared for this movie to be as artificial as it is like this could have been the lighting or something in the can theater so again I want to watch it again on Netflix but my memory is even visually it looks like a like motion-smooth soap opera you'd be watching on your grandparents' TV or something. Like It does not feel like a like deep, powerful, cinematic movie. It feels like a Lifetime movie or something, it, was my experience of it while watching.
0: So I didn't get that, and maybe for me it was the score itself, but to mm. me it was shot and scored like an 80s horror film. Um, mm. And that definitely came with, camp. Like at the end of the trailer, there's that ding, do ding, ding, do ding. Like that 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 one fucking song is used every ten minutes in this movie. It's like every time a scene ends where if it was even thought provoking a tiny bit, ding, ding like that that thing comes in. And it's like it's like Jesus Christ. Like it's not yeah. even that he's being unsubtle, it's that it's purposely fucking with you a little bit where it's like it's like no i i don't i don't get what that choice was mm-hmm. because like everything this film is doing to set up a premise that is actually thought-provoking is 100 percent undercut by that sort of tone and that style mm-hmm. of this is an 80s horror film and I yeah. i don't and- know that that bugged me
1: Yeah, well, and it is certainly intentional. Like this was all I'm, I'm kind of walking through the wrestling that occurred for me in the first like half hour of watching this movie where I had just come off of Killers of the Flower Moon. I had bagged a ticket to the new Todd Haynes movie with two amazing actresses. I thought it was going to be Carol. One thing I loved about Carol was it was just such a, like, warm, filmic texture. It was so romantic and just, like, powerful. And I was so prepared for, like, I'm going to cry my ass off. It's 11 p.m. I'm in France. (laughs) This is going to be great. And instead, it's the story of a, like, incredibly trashy, horrific marriage, uh, you know, that that began as the rape of a child by a teacher. Um, It is played for camp. It looks like a Lifetime movie. What is this? And then it still won me over. Like, I Hmm. I didn't love this movie in the end, but I walked away from it feeling like it was a really interesting exploration of performance and the idea that we are all portraying our feelings for someone else and like do we know deep down how we feel after years and years of telling ourselves a story so much that we uh we embody whatever we want to be rather than whoever we really are and I think everyone in this movie is performing right like Julianne Moore's character has come up with some narrative that makes it okay and not completely fucked up what she did with her life. Everyone in her family has found a way to be at peace with it and also decided that this is normal. Um, maybe the most interesting character is Charles Melton, the husband who is the, was a 13 year old when he first met Julianne Moore and his feeling about their relationship and his kind of like his his certainty and then what happens to that certainty throughout the movie. Um, And yeah, I just remember like a lot of really juicy scenes, especially with Natalie Portman. Um, I remember one where she is reciting a monologue, like a letter that she is repeating, trying to embody the character of Julianne Moore. Um, I remember another where she's speaking in front of a classroom in a way that is very, very, very cringy, (laughs) talking about how it feels to... Be in a sex scene, um, and how I forget the exact language, but it's something like, are you pretending to be aroused or are you hiding the fact that you're actually aroused? and like the way like the lines blur between you, the person that you are pretending to be and the person you actually are? Like like this whole movie yeah. is kind of like a dress for the life you want uh, type of situation. And I, I thought it was very interesting and weird and daring and uncomfortable and it made me walk away like respecting it and liking it but wishing it had just been the straightforward drama version of this story rather than this kind of campy artificial elevated thing um so It is getting amazing reviews now from a whole lot of people in a degree that makes me wonder if I should watch it again and see, like, knowing now that this is the tone it is striking, how will I feel about it? Because at the time I liked it, but I couldn't really 100% get into what Todd Haynes was doing. Um, It all felt... Like, the movie opens with um, Julianne Moore is, like, making hot dogs, or she's talking about hot dogs. It's like she's making, like, a very whatever suburban mom artificial type of barbecue and in my head it was like this whole movie is hot dogs this whole movie is like prepackaged like <laughs> prepackaged cheesy and i want something that bleeds instead um so yeah that was that was my feelings 7 months ago about this movie
0: ah <laughs> uh, yeah the whole movie is hot dogs that that should yeah, be on the poster <laughs> um but yeah i think you know i i already mentioned that the the camp that comes let alone just from the soundtrack itself and it's 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 use and the way this thing is shot like a horror film um that really really bugged me when this film started off though i was like okay this is doing something interesting like like you hear the story it's salacious you're like oh my god i can't believe this person would do this this is so horrible and as the film starts, it it's kind of posing the question, but what if they have a nice, happy family and everything's cool? Like, mm-hmm. it's a horrible thing that happened, but like, what if everything's kind of just all right now? And yeah. that's an interesting thing to force the audience to sit with because, you know, you're watching this film. You're like, I mean, you didn't at the time, but I'm watching this film where I know, I know the setup for this film, right? I know what it's based on. I know the idea of what we're seeing. I'm predisposed to go like that's disgusting, and then you watch this film, and it's like, but what if everything's kind of just fine? And I'm like, huh, that's it's an interesting way to sort of do this. And then you bring in this person who is trying to to, you know, this is a family who they might have made their own kind of insular little connected family that's totally fine with what happened, but society might not be. So the fact that there is a film that is being made about this family and you're looking at an actress who's coming in trying to get inside the heads it's not like she's a journalist it's not like somebody mm-hmm. who's doing like in a quote investigation but it's somebody who wants to like understand their psyche and like what makes them tick and and turn that into the performance they're they're going to do another brilliant idea i love this right like somebody yeah. trying to get in and understand who somebody was that they may not agree with um and that whole section of the film i also really enjoyed um As she starts to dive in and ask questions, you realize that hey, a maybe not everybody is okay with it. Still, they've just made peace with it, right? Which is different. And then you start to understand, like, hey, they can do a lot of work to present outwardly that everything is perfect and everything's fine. But there might be something more complex under the hood. Maybe there are still things that you you can't just think like, well, the ends justify the means. You know, it's like a thing where you're like, no, it's still super fucked up, and I'm going to deal with the fact that it's fucked up. That is pretty interesting too like so mm-hmm. i'm like i'm like i'm like this film is doing interesting things it's forcing me to think things in my head like eh, this is this is going pretty good um but then this film seems like it should have been paired with saltburn
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. like it introduces this other element on top of it where i'm like i, I, I knew i knew exactly what was going to lose you in this movie <laughs>
0: And and here's the thing is at, at, you you referred to it earlier and sorry if I, I misquote you but you said something about like this is like a this is like a it's like an acting exercise right like it's a bunch of performances mm-hmm. where they have to do something really really interesting for that character I think there are, there, there are potentially brilliant things in this film that like probably would reward rewatches and seeing when a person's character um like for instance maybe when there is or isn't a lisp <laughs> might be right. important to this film <laughs> in a way yep. that like I didn't notice it all the other times and at the end it felt like it was out of nowhere but even rewatching the trailer I was like oh shit that was happening in these other moments like it's it's one of those things where it's like I think interesting stuff is happening By the end, it plays so fucking weird that, like, I'm like, I I don't know if I like this film that you actually are. I was very interested in what you were trying to do before. I was interested in watching the way this relationship sort of, you know, it's kind of like you make assumptions about who they are. Then you're presented with a new picture of who they are. And then you get to start to dissect that and figure out who they actually are, juxtaposed to those two different positions. And all of that is very, very compelling. But this film goes so hard into the camp and tries to really paint like, it, you know, who's the real villain of the story? <laughs> like, right. there's so many different things, but there's still really brilliant moments. Um, there is a there is a scene centered around a joint. Um that yes. I thought was really, really beautiful. Just the idea of who both those characters are in that moment. Well, like, like that—that that kind of stuff is brilliant. Like that—that that is mm-hmm. a way of reducing down the entire history of everybody in this film to whether or not they had the experience of, like, like smoking out on on their roof uh, of their yeah. house. You know, like, like that kind of stuff is really—it's. It, it, it's it's great it's 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 like it's actually great and and i think that like the other stuff like natalie portman is awesome i love her her character though is so fucking weird and it's it, it's like for a film that's supposed to make you feel so disgusted about other people um i like i you know once again it's probably the soundtrack but i have expected like literally heads to roll
1: but <laughs> you know I mean? yeah um but yeah go ahead <laughs> I, I i feel like well, well I, I was just gonna say one thing i do remember is because ken has a rule where if the film wins like the palm door then the actor can't also win the acting prize like they they don't double count prizes they give them to different movies um, okay and because of that Because Sandra Huller would have been off the table, Natalie Portman would have been my pick for best actress at Cannes. So I remember really liking what she was doing, even as the role is, quote, weird and devious and kind of hard to follow. There's just so many juicy moments and different layers to who she is and what she's about. Um, I was also thinking about it. I was uh, reading a book about comedy recently, and one of the chapters talks about camp. And it gave a definition of camp that I really liked that I had never heard before, which is camp is pretending to do the thing you're actually doing at the same time. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> I feel like this movie, that is kind of the description of everyone in this movie is like they are like their whole life is putting on a show. And the thing they are actually doing is them pretending like they are pretending to be a happy family. And so they are a happy family and they're someone is pretending to be seductive and they are seductive. And that I, I don't know, there, there's a weird, like, the layer of fakeness is so interesting. I just, I don't know if I am someone where the medium of camp is, like, my medium of choice. Like, I, I get it. I see it. I see what you're doing. It's a whole thing. I don't know that it will ever be my favorite way to communicate something, yeah. especially in this case where it... It is definitely darkly funny, but again, watching it blind in a kind of art house type crowd, <laughs> um, I don't feel like this movie ever really registered as a dark comedy until like very late in the movie, people started to feel permission to laugh at things. I feel like the it, it, it strikes such an interesting tone. Everyone was like, I should be horrified. And I am horrified. And I'm also intrigued. And I'm also confused. And God, this seems like it's it has got to be funny, right? But I'm a bad person if I laugh at it. And I—I don't know. It is definitely provoking the audience in a way that is very interesting.
0: I feel like the only even hint of humor is is the the soundtrack, like or the score. Mm. Like it—it's just that. That beat. And there's also, I feel like there are some camera push ins that like happen where <laughs>
1: I'm just like. Oh. That, that's another, like the motion smooth thing I remember. I remember some like kind of extreme push ins that felt like very television to me. Oh, yeah.
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm almost definitely going to rewatch it because the moment we saw the trailer, um Joanna like was like, oh, this is Mary Kay Letourneau. Interesting. And I was like, okay, you know what that is and you want to watch this movie. I probably have to rewatch it and reevaluate it to yeah. again, I liked it. I think I gave it like a three and a half on Letterboxd, which for me is like a pretty good score like that is what I give a movie I like but don't love um but i still i don't know there was something about it that like kept me at arm's length the whole time
0: yeah i, I think I think this film will maybe have a calibration issue for the average person watching it it's like if you're calibrated mm-hmm. correctly which is why i referenced like it would be amazing to watch this as a pairing with saltburn um where yeah. you could be in the right headspace to the type of thing that you're watching and then mm-hmm. that camp might work for you because like the weirdness of various scenes and the way certain characters act can all be chalked up to like oh this is just a weird stylish stylish thing that it's doing and i'll yeah. just go with it because it is what it is but um but i think if you're watching it for like oh let me actually look at a real dissection of what could be happening 20 years after this like crazy story that i heard in the
1: news it yeah, it this won't it, give you that yeah it won't um if if anything this is and it's why i feel like i missed out by not being Participating in the culture when the Mary Kay Letourneau story was actually a thing is I feel like this is a commentary on tabloid culture and the whole salacious like the the artificial sheen or whatever of people debating this lurid thing that happened and the whole movie is kind of like probing our fascination with lurid shocking horrifying things um which doesn't land for me because i had literally never heard this story before yeah so it's not like i grew up and had this thing like the mirror pointed back at me after years of mocking or gawking and horror or something At this
0: yeah i mean i mean there's been over the years there have been many of these type of stories that have come out that that this is probably just like the the most famous version of it but you at least remember like south park joking about it right where i remember south park yeah they were giving the kids the award (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh god <laughs> um but anyways okay so i think we've established uh <laughs> probably where we are at this film do you have anything you want to say before we get to our verdict steven
1: i just uh even my memory even with this movie only kind of working for me me not loving it all three main performances i was really really into i think Julianne Moore's is probably the most bankless of the three. Like she plays it well, but she's—I would say she's like the most campy of them. She's playing a kind of—I'm not going to say dim-witted because the the movie probes how much she is aware of the story she's telling ourselves and how much is this a put on. Um, but she doesn't really get a whole lot of depth. I thought uh, Natalie Portman is the juiciest role, and then Charles Melton is just such a like what a fucked up role to play in the quote cool and then the vulnerability and the way he like breaks throughout the movie i just think is really really well done so yeah yeah great showcase for all three actors even if the total tone of the movie didn't always work for me
0: yeah and i second that to all three of them were great i will say steven i don't think julianne's character was as naive as you think wink wink Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i mean i I know i know the hints late in the movie but still but for most of the movie you're just pulling a salt bird again because most of the movie she still yeah. is what she is
0: <laughs> i might you probably don't remember the exact line of dialogue but she literally says i'm not naive or something like that she said there's mm-hmm. a line where she's like naive people do x and i'm not naive mm-hmm. or something stupid like that but <laughs> so yeah. i was winking and nodding to the actual line not just uh you know various other things from the story um <laughs> But yeah, I think it's probably about time for verdicts then, Stephen. If you're going to give us a must-see, record with a caveat, wait for until past with a caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it?
1: <sighs> this is one of those weird ones where even though I had reservations, I'm tempted to do must-see just because it's such a like juicy movie to talk about and engage with. Um, yeah, fuck it. I think I'm going to do that anyway. Um, I don't know that you will love this movie, but I think it is shocking and weird and difficult and has such meaty roles for the actors i think i think it's very much worth seeing and i honestly think netflix was the right call for where this movie should have gone because it does seem like a movie that will benefit from everyone being able to see it and having a kind of wide cultural discourse around it so yeah i think you should check it out it'll cost you nothing um implied caveat even though i gave it a must see uh if camp is not your thing, you might not vibe with this movie hard. I do not think anyone feels real emotions in this movie, or maybe Charles Melton does. Um, otherwise, I do not know that real emotions exist in this world. I don't know that anyone has a first-person thought. Everyone is kind of playing a character, and you just have to be, be into that. i um, curious to see how I experience it now that I know going in that that is the kind of movie it is.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to flip most of what you said on its head. Uh, I'm going to give it a wait for rental, um, but which is fine because it's on Netflix right now. You can watch it for free. But I will say it is seemingly playing in limited release in uh, various places. At least there's a uh, the San Rafael Theater up here is playing it. I would actually suggest if you want to see this to see it In a theater with other people because i think that that experience the communal what the fuck um feeling that you can pick up on the uncomfortableness that the audience might Mm -hmm. go through might actually benefit from it it won't just be because you know camp by yourself is not very fun you got to camp with other people you got to get them hot dogs and s'mores
1: (laughs) (laughs) nicely done
0: Um but yeah I I think if you are interested in seeing it and you are going to see it and you do have a chance to see it with a bigger crowd um maybe check to see if anybody's in the theater cuz seeing this alone in the theater might be quite weird um but yeah. but yeah I kind of think that like there could be some benefit to seeing this with other people you know besides just your partner
1: <laughs> Interesting yeah I, I I guess to me now that we're living in a world where the plot of the movie is already clear from the trailer, I guess I didn't know how many, what the fuck moments there would be to share with an audience.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's going to do it for a review of May, December. So Steven Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, people can find me at Christopher IRL <laughs> on mastodon.social or <laughs> See, get it because we're playing each other now. I, I, I get People it. can I get find it. me at S. David Miller on all the social networks or S. David <laughs>
0: people can find me at chris or uh you know chris fry a bunch of places including Mastodon.social. um you can find the podcast over at the spoiler warning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so on overcast youtube apple podcast or wherever podcasts are found um if you want to know that episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning facebook.com slash the warning or instagram.com slash the spoiler warning If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at warning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.